Welcome to the podcast for Real Church Coweta. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. at the Worship Center on the campus of Central Christian School in Sharpsburg. You can also check us out online at realchurchcoweta.com or jump on Facebook at Real Church Coweta. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Listen, I had this really great message prepared and Holy Spirit showed up and screwed that all up. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't that awesome? Yeah. Verse 31 of Romans 8 says this, it says, What shall we say about these things, about these wonderful things as these? What wonderful things is he talking about? He's talking about Jesus having called us. Through faith we connect with God and we connect, reconnect with, with God through Jesus Christ. And those are the wonderful things that he speaks of. Then he says this, if God be for us, who can ever be against us? If God be for us, who can ever be against us? So the question that brings up is who, who's, who's God for? Well, Scripture answers that question. It doesn't through legalism, but it does answer that question. It's God is for those people. And actually verse 28 answers, it says, We know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose. Who love God and will serve God. Who love God and will be allowed to be used by God. It's not a legalism thing, it's just reality. 1 John 5.3 says this, I think we have it up there. Lynn, I'm going to be probably bouncing around all day, I'm sorry. 1 John 5.3 says, loving God means keeping His commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome. That's what loving God means, just keeping His commandments. And they're not burdensome. It's not some heavy weight that He puts on us. It's not. And so a lot of times what we do is we try to take things in our own hands instead of letting Him have and letting Him guide us. I know I'm guilty of that. I was guilty of it this week. I'll be guilty of it maybe next week. I'll try to do better. But the truth of the matter is that that is what, and that is who, God's for. And we don't do it out of a, we don't do it out of a, out of a, um, an obligation, like a strong pull, like, oh my gosh, I have to do this and I'll make a checklist of all the things that I have to do in order for God to love me. No, God already loves you. He already loves you. And there's nothing you can do or say or anything anymore to make God love you. It would be almost like this if I was having a checklist. You know, my wife, my wife's a strange little bird. She likes flowers, but she doesn't like them that much. She doesn't. So one time I got her flowers. I got her roses. I was super sweet, and she got them and loved them. She was very appreciative. She showed her coworkers. And then we, she brought them home, and I was like, hey, do you like your flowers? Um, and I'm one of these guys that when I, I do something for my wife, I'd like to have a plaque erected somewhere in the house. Are you with me? That's kind of me. And so I was like, hey, do you like these flowers? And she goes, I love the flowers. And guys, you know, whenever your wife says, I, you know, says something to you, and then there's that little pause after. It's almost like with me, when I text something, I usually put dot, dot, dot. That means something else is coming. All right. So Wendy said, I love the flowers. 
And in my mind, I read, I love the flowers, dot, dot, dot. And I said, you don't, what do you mean you don't like the flowers? She goes, I love the flowers. I like flowers. And then she said, but they were like 50 bucks, right? And I said, yeah, they were pretty expensive. You know, I didn't go to Kroger. Who do you think I am? Dude, I went to a florist. I went to Sam's, actually, let's be honest. You get a lot for 24 bucks at Sam's. But anyway, she says, uh, she says, you know what I like more than flowers? I said, what? She said, shoes. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So Wendy doesn't get flowers very often anymore. She does get $50 DSW gift cards. And that is the truth. But think about this. What if I were to go get a DSW gift card and I were to hand it to her, just give it to her, and she took it and she said, what'd you do this for? And I were to say, I'm just feeling my obligation. And then walked away. How would she read that? Would she think that I loved her or that I had a checklist? And what would the, what would the, she would still spend the 50 bucks, by the way. Let's not get, <laughs> let's not, let's not get crazy here. All right. And she probably has a $10 off in her purse. And for those who are DSW nuts, you know what I'm talking about. For those that are not, feel thankful. All right. But no, seriously, how would she feel? I'll tell you how she would feel. She would feel like I had done something more because I wanted to check off a box than I did that I loved her and cared about her. And that's the same way that we are with God. We don't do things because we have to check off a box to show God we love him. We do things because we genuinely, the reason I don't go to Sam's anymore and get flowers for Wendy is because she prefers DSW gift cards. All right? Now, she appreciates the flowers, but the DSW makes her happy, happy, happy. Are you with me? And I know that. And so if I know something pleases her, then that's what I'm going to try to do, not out of an obligation, but because I genuinely, deeply love her. And the same is true for your relationship with God. So if God is for us, who can be against us? Who God is for are those that deeply love and not out of obligation do things and does things for God out of an overflow of what he's already done for us. Do you know what the result of God being for us is? I don't want you guys to miss this. The result of God being for us is easy to explain. God being for you means you can let go. You can let go. You can. You can let go. You don't have to try and manipulate or will every situation in your life to go the way you think it should go. When you have surrendered to Christ and God is for you, you can let go. You know, every once in a blue moon, I will give my son some advice. All right, I'll say, hey, son, listen, let me talk to you about this. And I will share something with him. 
and he'll give me the look like I don't know what I'm talking about. All right? Everybody ever got that look? Does anybody get that look this morning? <laughs> I mean, anybody? Seriously. Um, but here's the thing, you guys. When he does that, I look at him and I say this. I say, son, all I have for you is for your good. I have no other motivation here except for you to thrive and to flourish and to, to succeed. That's it. And then he, he thinks. And I said, let me ask you this question, son. Has dad ever lied to you before? And he says, no. I said, I'm not lying to you now either. And then he will make his own decision, but he, he listens to me. And that's the same thing. He can let go and know that dad, most of the time, is going to lead him the right way. I try to all the time. But God is perfect, and he will lead you the right way all the time. We can let go, and we don't have to manipulate everything. We don't. We don't have to try to make this happen or make that happen. We don't have to hold on so tightly to things. And we hear, here's the other thing. We don't have to know every little thing that's going to come down and every little thing that's going to happen in our life. We don't. We don't. And we don't have to try to foresee every little thing. We don't have to control every aspect of our life. And here's the other thing. You don't have to control every other aspect of your family either. You don't. You don't. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give you a little clue here. The more you try to control members of your family, the more they're going to reject you and reject what you want. Teach them. Help them. Guide them. But more than anything, be an example for them so that they can see Christ in you and they will follow you as you follow Christ. And they will see your letting go. Because you know, because the scripture says that if God is for you, who can be against you? Who can be against you? Can I tell you guys there's freedom in surrendering and letting go? There is. There's freedom in surrendering and letting go. I hope the people who came up to the altar, I hope they left a little lighter than they came. Because I hope that they left things up here that they needed to let go of. And I hope that if you're here, that you don't leave, especially if you're here carrying burdens, that you don't leave until you come up and let go of things that you've been trying to control. I want you guys to know something. We sang the song twice. When we trust, that's when we're victorious. I want you to get that. When we trust, we are victorious when we trust. What does a life live in victory look like? What does it look like? And by the way, let's read through what it says here. Let's read through what it says. <clears throat> Starting in verse 32, it says this. Since he did not spare his, even his own son, but gave him up for us, won't he also give us everything? 
Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen as his own? No one, for God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. No one. No one that matters will condemn you. If someone is condemning you, they don't matter. Because no one that matters will condemn you. Because of your standing, because you're an heir of Christ, which is what I talked about last week. No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. He is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand. And what is he doing? He's pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted, hungry, destitute, in danger, or threatened with death? No, we looked at that two weeks ago. We said if you're going to share in his glory, you also have to share in his trials. If you're going to share in his glory, you've got to share in his trials. And it says, as the scriptures say, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, besides all these things, here it is. Overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. What kind of victory? Overwhelming victory. Overwhelming victory. Will we face trials? Yeah, we'll face trials. We will. But if you're facing those trials with the understanding, if you're facing those trials with the understanding that if God is for you, who can be against you? then the trials will not have the sting that the enemy would like for those trials to have. It's only when when you get involved and try to start manipulating or doing things that the trials start weighing you down. They start weighing, weighing you down. I have seen a family this year, for the last year, go through both a sudden death and a, 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 draw, a drawn out death of a family member. That's led in Suzanne. How is it? Tell me this. How is it that they can go through those trials and, and tribulations? How is it? How is it that they can do that? How is it that they can be here today serving God? How is it? Let me tell you how it is. Because they know that in the end, death has no sting. They know in the end there is victory for those who believe. And those who believe just so happen to include both of those people who have passed away. And so they know, they know that they will see them again. Because you can be victorious here, but more than more important, you're victorious over the sting of death because of what Christ has done for us. And so we know that. We are victorious. What does a victorious life look like? Well, let me tell you what it looks like. It, look like. it looks like peace and not turmoil. There's not constant turmoil. There's peace in your life. That's what victory looks like. It looks like humility and not arrogance. There's a humility and a humbleness that comes with victory. It looks like self-control and not being out of control. That's what a victorious life looks like. It looks like freedom and not bondage. That's what a victorious life looks like. It looks like blessings and not begging. That's what a victorious life 
looks live. And here's the best part. And I want you to catch this. Here's the best part. The best part is that, and it's the final part, is that nothing can come between you and God's love. He wants you to have the victory. He, listen, he wants to be for you. He wants to see you thrive. He wants to see you live in peace. He wants to see you have freedom. He desires so much so, so much so, so much so that he sent his son to die in your place so that you can experience it not only today, but for eternity. Nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Let's read what the text says starting in verse 38. It says this, it says, And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons. Did you catch the first part? Neither death nor life. Nothing can separate. Can you guys say nothing, nothing? Nothing. Nothing can separate. Neither death nor life. Here's the amazing thing. When, when Suzanne and them went through that process, God never stopped loving them. And in a more real way than we can ever imagine, her two brothers are understanding the love of God more than anything right now. And we long for a day when that will occur. Neither death nor life. Neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today or our worries for tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below, indeed nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in who? In Christ Jesus, our Lord. Neither death nor life. We always worry about our lives. A lot of us oftentimes will fear death. I tell people all the time, listen, I don't fear death. I fear getting dead. I don't fear death. Are you with me? I'm not real keen on the process of getting dead. But I, I don't fear death. Because I know what my eternal home will, will be. But I do, I, I, don't, I, don't, I fear the process of getting dead. But you don't have to fear that anymore. It was interesting that he included neither angels nor demons. Now why in the world would he include that? Why would he include neither angels nor demons? Why would he include that? Well let me tell you why he would include it. Because in the Old Testament the scripture tells us that, that Satan himself was the most beautiful angel who was thrown down out of heaven because of him wanting to be like God. And what Paul is saying here is this. He's saying, I want you to understand something. The enemy himself will not come between you and God's love. Not an angel or a demon, none. It's not going to happen. Why? Because if God is for us, who can be against us? Not fears for today. Can I tell you guys something? And we do need to pray for, for Ukraine uh, it's sickening uh, what's happening uh, over there. I'll tell you this, though. God's not going to be mocked, and he'll have the victory no matter what. No matter what. No matter what. 
And I'm not sure what kind of fighting spirit that he's instilled in the Ukrainians, but it looks pretty impressive so far. But God's not going to be mocked. And people have asked me, I talked to someone yesterday that said, yeah, there's people actually I've talked to that said that they're, they're, they haven't been able to sleep because of what's going on over there. Listen, I'm super concerned. I've been praying for the Ukrainians. I've been praying that God would deal with the leader of Russia. I'm going to tell you something. I don't, I'm not fearful for today and I'm not fearful for tomorrow. Because I know who's in control of both. And if God is for me, who can be against me? And he wants me to have the victory. So whatever happens, happens. Whatever comes about, comes about. That's it. There's a freedom in living that way. There's a freedom in living that way. And the scripture here says that nothing in all creation can come between us and the love that is found in Christ Jesus. And I want to live my life I want to live my life in victory. I want to live my life not going from situation to situation and feeling drained and discouraged and on and on and on. I want to live my life in victory. And that victory is not found in my own will, in my own desire. That victory is found in the person of Jesus Christ. And the more, listen, the more I decrease and the more he increases, things seem to work out okay. If I'm going to share in his glory, I'm willing to share in his trials. You should be encouraged today to know that there's Nothing that can separate us from God's love. That he wants us to have victory. And y'all listen, if God's for you, who can be against you? Who can be against you? That should be a comforting thing to know. I asked the praise band to do a final song. Praise band, you guys can make your way on up here. I asked them to do a final song that I love, and Dan is so flexible <laughs> because I asked him to do this song because I, I really think it, it, it pushes through um, the, just the whole thought of these texts. And so I'm going to ask everyone now to stand up and prepare to sing our final, our final worship song. I want you to know that the altar is wide open. I want you to know that you don't have to leave here the same way you came in. I want you to know more than anything else, though, this. Whatever it is that you need to let go of, you need to let go of it. And you need to leave it here. And I promise you, I promise you, we won't keep it around. We'll take it to the dumpster. And we'll chunk it in the dumpster. All right? We will. We'll throw it away. And you don't have to live with it anymore. Let's sing this final worship song this morning. Thank you for listening to the podcast for Real Church Coweta. If you have any questions or would like to contact us, please visit our website at realchurchcoweta.com and click on the Contact Us tab. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. in the Worship Center on the campus of Central Christian School in Sharpsburg. Until then, 
God bless, and remember to love God, love others, and live real.